Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, my friends. Today I am here with Carly who is the editor of the highly acclaimed lifestyle blog, Styled to Sparkle, where she shares helpful advice on everything from interior design and DIY renovations to wine, travel, fashion, beauty, family, and more. She's always naturally offered advice and shared what she loves with friends, family, and strangers. And Carly believes in making life more accessible for her audience, especially through her love of the outdoors, global travel, home renovations, and decor projects. Through her influencer career, she has collaborated with a number of highly well-known international brands such as Ikea, Bed Bath & Beyond, J.Crew, and Hyatt. Carly has a Bachelor in Commerce degree majoring in entrepreneurship, as well as her Wine & Spirits Education Trust Level 2 certification. She currently works as a freelance interior designer and a lifestyle blogger. She lives in Canada with her husband, two daughters, and her dog named Hattie. Uh, you can find Carly at Styled to Sparkle, and you can hear all about what she's up to right now. Hello, Carly. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Good. I'm so excited for what we're going to talk about because we're doing like, <laughs> we're doing a big release here, guys. We're going to talk about something that Carly hasn't talked about yet, um, which is really exciting. But before we get to the juicy stuff, there's your little cliffhanger. Now you guys have to stay with us before we get to the juicy stuff. Um, tell us, give us the spiel. Tell us all about yourself. Yeah. So I have been a blogger for over seven years now, which is crazy. I kind of fell into the blogging space, was at a bit of a career crossroads. Um, here in Calgary, a lot of people were kind of getting laid off and was just like, you know what, this is my opportunity to dive into something new. I didn't know what that new thing would be. And my husband was like, well, you're basically already doing this for free for strangers and (laughs) and stuff. So he's like, let's just put this out, like get all your information that you always write about um, in emails to people, um, to a wider audience. Why don't you start a blog? And I was like, you're nuts. Like, what does that even mean? Um, and so I started my blog and kind of fell into the Instagram space. Um, I was tutoring a couple of 14 year old girls at the time. And they, we'd just gotten our puppy Hattie and they were like, well, we want to see pictures of your dog all the time. So you need to start an Instagram account so that we can follow you and see pictures of your dog. <laughs> and that was honestly how I got started on Instagram, which is crazy. I uh, didn't really think I would ever become like an Instagram influencer or fall into that space. Um, I've never been on TV or any of those things. So it just was like, well, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just like normal girl who, you know, goes to Costco and the hockey rank. So, like, but here I am and there just kind are. of fell into it over the years and yeah. Okay. So when did you start your blog? I started it in, I want to say 2015. Okay. It's been almost seven years. Yeah. And then from then, so at first were you just like, just blogging or blogging and like putting the odd post on Instagram? When did the blog kind of morph into Instagram? 
So I would write my blog posts and then I was like, I need to get people to know about these. So I'd post them to Facebook and then like my grandma and my aunties would, would like, I get that. (laughs) And then I was like, maybe I should start kind of posting some of this stuff on Instagram and then thought, you know what, like I should probably start an Instagram account for my blog. Cause that just seems to be what other bloggers are out like out there kind of doing. So I just kind of started doing that and then sharing more and more of kind of what I was doing day to day, as opposed to just my blog posts. And then Instagram really kind of went on a run and became a big thing. Um, And then somebody sent me an email and asked if they could do a paid placement on my blog and Instagram. And I was like, what? You want to give me money? You want to give me money? I'm like, what? I'm like, you'll pay for posts. Okay. Cause I was thinking like, oh, it's just going to be ad revenue. It's just going to be, you know, affiliate links and stuff like that. I got to figure out how to kind of make money from this. And then it was like, oh, people are going to start paying me to do this. And so then it kind of grew from there. And then it seemed more like, well, Instagram seemed to be the place that people were going to pay money for posts. So it was like, okay, that was where I ended up starting focusing, like to start like focusing a lot of my attention. And was that long after the blog? Oh, I want to say probably a year or two, maybe six months. Yeah. (laughs) And you've grown, you've grown, you have a good, you have a big following. Yeah, Um, it's not bad. You have a a very good following on Instagram. And um, so you were, you're doing like, like everything we, we do it. Like, so it started as fun to free, like or fun and free. Yes. Free and easy, whatever. And then you started like it, it became a job at one point. Yes. It was like, you know what, I'm going to try and do this full time and make this my full-time job. Um, so yeah, I really just kind of went for it. Um, thankfully I, I am, was in a fortunate position. I know a lot of bloggers, this is their side hustle and then they can eventually turn it into a full-time thing. Um, we were able to survive off of my husband's income so that I could try and make this like, give it a go with my full attention. So that, that in itself is helpful. Nice. And so that it takes, a, it takes a little while, I guess, to figure out what you're doing. You guys have like the picture thing and he helps you, right? Like, Oh yes. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. That's, that's a handy thing. Yeah. Like 9% of my photos. Um, yeah. If you ever see a photo and you're like, Hmm, I'm not so sure that one's top quality. I took that photo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, no, he's the one at the eye for photography and editing and all of those things. So, okay. And so should I say the thing? Say the thing. I'm going to say the thing. Yeah. You're one of the only people I, who knows. The I'm thing. like, you wrote a book. I did. Um, so you wrote a book and it's not released yet, but it's going to be released very, very soon. Yes. Um, tell us, well, tell us about your book. Okay. I'm not, I'm so, not telling it. You have to say it. Okay. So my book is called chasing likes, uh, the unflattering truth of life as an influencer. So honestly, I've over the years of kind of doing this, um, I feel like I say years, it's like, it's been 30 years, but let's be honest, this space hasn't existed that long, but in the time that I've been in the influencer space, I just, it's changed so much. Social media has changed so much yet. People still have no idea what it actually is that I do for a living. They don't know. Um, I'm asked so commonly how do you make money actually doing this? How do you make a living doing these things? What does it actually take? Or people are like, oh, I want to be an influencer. And they think it's super duper easy. Just set up an Instagram account, snap some pictures and away you go. People are just going to start 
sending you free stuff and offering to pay you money to do things. Um, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I need to get this message out there just to be like, Hey, this is what we actually do. And this is what actually goes into it. Um, but it's also a bit of like a, I don't want to necessarily say tell all, but it's definitely a peek behind the curtain of some of the not as pretty sides of the industry, shall we say? A dark underbelly. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like any industry, right? There's, there are, you know, some not so great things about it, which is why I subtitled it, you know, the unflattering truth. Um, Cause honestly, like people see things on Instagram and Instagram isn't real. So much of that is staged and pre-planned and the effort that goes into it. Um, or sometimes people are just like super duper fake too. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to just kind of write a book and just explain what it's really like to be an influencer, all the things that we go through like on a daily basis, or when there's like a I don't know, like a social crisis in the world or a big news story and and that kind of thing. Cause there's, there are a lot of different facets to this. So um, yeah, I put it all into a book. It's an easy read. It's not super long. Um, It is an easy read. I feel like bloggers are good at that um, because we're used to doing like shorter blog posts. And so you can, so I'm reading the book. I'm not quite done yet, but I'm reading it and it's fast. I was messaging you and I'm like, oh, I'm flying through it. Um, yeah. because it's really digestible because you can read part, especially for people with children, you can read part of it, put it down, pick it up, put it down. Um, and I, I was burning through it because it's one of those things like, oh, nobody, nobody tells you this. Nobody says that. And so there's a little bit of that to it that makes you want to keep reading like, oh, what else am I going to find out? That's the thing. Yeah. It is a little bit juicy in parts. Um, I actually was talking to my mother-in-law this morning and she's about halfway through it. And she's like, I had no idea what even (laughs) goes into this. So give us an example. Give us like, can we have, am I putting now I'm putting on the spot because we didn't talk about this, but like, what are like a couple of things that people will find out when they read your book? Uh, They'll find out just how much effort one of those photos on an Instagram feed actually takes like the hours of, especially if it's a sponsored post, just what goes into it from the time you actually sign the contract with a brand to conceptualizing the content, creating it, having it approved, posting it, and then trying to get engagement on that post after the fact and just dealing with those types of things. So just the lengthy process of that. And did you like, how was your, how was your process of enjoying the writing? How was that part? Because like writing a book is no joke. It isn't no, but somebody gave me some really good advice that I maybe outline the chapters that I want to have. And then each chapter treat them like a blog post and I should be able to just kind of bang that out. Um, do you know, Lisa Webb? It's actually Um, fantastic. She is. (laughs) So, um, honestly, amazing advice. Um, because it was so helpful. It was, I was able to just be like, you know what, here are all the different things that I want to talk about. And I was able to just you know, start fleshing out the chapters. And I mean, there's a part of me that's like, oh, this book really isn't that long. But at the same time, I mean, it's not a book about like World War One. Like yeah, it's, it's no not, war and peace. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, right? It's and it's just a basically like a snapshot in time as well. Um but what I 30 sorry. years it might not be even be a thing. Right. But what I think that is cool about it is that 
because it's easy to digest and it's a, it's an interesting read. I mean, it will be interesting for influencers because they will be like, well, let's see what she's saying about our space. Yeah. But I also feel like it's interesting for non-influencers because it's kind of, like you said, it's a look behind the curtain. It's an insight into what goes on in this space that we're all very familiar with from one side. It's kind of like the, the whole COVID homeschooling thing. Everyone remembers going to school. Like we're all on social media. We all know what it is kind of like how we all went to school. We know what school is, but it's not until homeschooling happened. And we had to become homeschooling teachers when we were all like, oh shit, teaching's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Cause now we're all teaching our own kids. And we were like, oh my God, I have a whole new appreciation for teachers. Well, all of a sudden we're going to have a whole new appreciation and a whole new lens to look at influencers through. Yes. And that was part of my goal as well, because I think it's one of those things that, I mean, I don't really know other, any other way to say this other than it's hard to get people to take what we do seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they really don't. They just think that, you know, we don't really have to work very hard and we just are entitled and just get a lot of free stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people in this space who are very entitled um, and just a whole bunch of other things. And don't worry, I touch on those in the book as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's one of those things that I'm like, you know what? Like, here's what actually goes into this. Um, and what I guess really inspired me to write that, like those particular chapters about what it actually takes is um, a family friend of mine posted something on Facebook a couple months ago and was just like, you know, you need years of training and experience to be a doctor, or a lawyer or a pilot, but to like, all you need to do to be a blogger or an influencer is you, I think he said something like, you need a webcam and a computer and an internet connection. And I was like, Hey, well, I'm not going to say webcam because I don't want it to sound, you know, like it's like a fans only thing, yeah. but um, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's not just about that. And I mean, you can't really get away with even, you know, a dated computer. You need a laptop that's going to be able to run all the software you need to edit all of your photos and videos. Or if you have a podcast or you do anything audio or any of that, you need a, a camera worth thousands of dollars. Even if you just shoot a lot of stuff on an iPhone, I mean, you're going to have to have probably one of the most recent phones out there. And those aren't, you know, less than, I don't know how many thousand dollars too. Right. So, yeah, or you're hiring a photographer if you don't have the skill or the handy yeah. husband. So which is expensive, some, right? It's very expensive. I mean, some of these influencers, they can get some photographers to help them, but then like that really starts adding up that starts eating into your profit margin, or you're doing stuff with a tripod and a remote, um, which we've done for some family photos and it's hilarious and ridiculous and like hurting cats. is just like <laughs> an entire gong show, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of effort and it's a, a lot of like expense in equipment as well that I don't think people realize. And time, like a and lot time. of time. It is. It's so time consuming. It's not just as simple as just like snapping a photo and just posting it. There's so much time that goes into everything. Cause it's like, well, why is an influencer paid so much for one square? It's like, well, think of all the time that actually goes into that. I think people can relate in the sense of, especially like, I don't mean to like gender stereotype, but I feel like there's more in maybe it's the world I'm in. Like I run a women's community and several women's communities behind that. Um, 
So I see more women. I follow more women, more women follow me. That's my experience online. Maybe that experience is different for other people, but let's say from my personal perspective, if I'm on vacation and I want one great family photo, like you use that example of like herding cats, you want a great photo of your vacation and it takes a lot of time to get that. And this is for non-influencers. You can appreciate your Christmas card, your like how much effort goes into your Christmas card because you want your perfect family photo. You got to get the outfits. You got to get all the things you have to make your husband put on the shirt that he doesn't really want to wear. And you got to get everyone smiling and you have to like get either a photographer to do it or take 150 pictures yourself. Like it is a process and people do that once a year for Christmas or for their vacation. And then everyone's kind of like happy when it's over because you're like, Oh, that was so much work for that one photo. Yep. While influencers are doing that like square after square. That's a fantastic analogy, honestly, because it's like, yeah, try, try organizing your Christmas card shoot several times a week. Yeah. Right. Just exhausting and expensive and and time consuming and the outfits and the prep and the staging. And, and it's also, here's, I just thought of that Christmas card analogy, but also think about that. That's not real life. Your Christmas card picture looks nothing like Christmas morning. It looks nothing like what your actual life looks like. And your vacation picture doesn't show the hairy shot of you when you lost your bags and you're like, it shows the one exact perfect moment at sunset or whenever it is, that's the shot you get. And I feel like that's something we don't remember from the other side, like from the viewer side of the influencer, like we're saying like, oh, their perfect life. And they're, we're not seeing the process behind. We're not seeing the vacation that went with that one picture. We're not seeing the kids crying and you bribing them with M&Ms when you're taking your Christmas photo. Like yep. we're not seeing any of that. Right. But we all, we can all relate to that, but we don't really think of it and relate it to Instagram or to like the influencer space. One thing that's really crazy about that, and I talk about it in the book as well, is that influencers know all of that. They know everything that you just said, but they'll look at another influencer's photo on Instagram and somehow that all evaporates from their brain. And they're like, (laughs) how is she so perfect? How is she doing all these things? And it's like, but girl, you know, you know the Mm -hmm. game. And it's like, but apparently you just forget all the rules because somehow seeing that perfect square makes you think otherwise. And it's like, no, like, you know, better than anybody, what goes into that one, that one shot. Nobody right? uses 19 plates for one table setting. That's not real life. No. <laughs> the charger and the little one, and the little one on top of that. Like your kids would smash that. Come on. That's the thing. And it's like, when I'm taking photos of my table, my kids are strapped into high chairs in the other room. So they yeah. can't come and touch everything. Like, yeah. it's just. Yes. And, and it, I think that that's like, it's almost a disservice to our society to not. So like what you're doing is like, I, I think it's really important because like to read, if you're not an influencer as well, because it, it shows us that it's not all like you said, free stuff coming to the front door. Yeah, it's not. And I mean, sometimes too, like, so there's influencers who will take every deal that comes their way. They'll take all the free stuff, no matter if they want it or don't, or it's a fit or they don't. Um, that's another thing, but sometimes like, I don't want to say this is going to sound really ungrateful, but sometimes the free stuff isn't that great. Or it's like the ask in exchange for the free stuff. Isn't that great? Like the expectations that just brands have now, um, are only getting larger. 
So that in itself isn't glamorous or having to negotiate back and forth or say like, no, I don't want that. Or yeah. It's so what, what is the hardest the, if you had to pick one thing, the hardest for you about being an influencer, (sighs) trying to find the balance between sharing my personal life and not Mm-hmm. because I want to be approachable and I want to be real and authentic. I really do. But I also want to keep certain things private because I am a fairly private person. Um, I didn't share my birth story. I didn't share, you know, stuff like that. That's just not my thing. But I also didn't really share a lot of that stuff with like a lot of my friends. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I generally don't like share a lot of things. Like if my husband and I have a spat, I don't share that with anybody, let alone, like, I'm not going to text one of my friends and just be like, Oh, like van just pissed me off. No. So I'm not going to put it on Instagram because I like didn't tell anyone else. So, um, but I really struggle because, you know, influencers are kind of, I don't want to say like want to be reality stars, but a lot of them really are. And they really like the attention and for people to get to know you, you have to have a certain vulnerability and a certain level of authenticity. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I'm a little bit guarded as well. And I think maybe more so since I had like, since I've had kids, mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's finding that balance is hard. Yeah. It would be a very difficult thing to find. Like you want to be real, but you don't want to overshare and be whiny yep. and woe is me and be negative yep. in a space where you're supposed to show up as your best self, but you can't, it's not all roses. And so oftentimes I guess what people don't remember is if we're getting eight 15 second clips of your day. Think of how much other time there is in the day. Yep. Right. Like if you think of what happens in like two minutes, like those clips, they seem like a lot when they're lined up on the top of the screen, you're like, Whoa, she's got a lot of stories today. In reality, that is in total four minutes of someone's day. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're getting, you're getting the sneak peeks. You're getting the clips. You might get like, oh my God, look, my kids build Cheerios all over the floor. And you might get, um, I know this fantastic thing came in the mail today, but there's a lot that happens between the Cheerios and the yeah, mail. You're not watching me do laundry and unload and load the dishwasher and wash bottles and the sterilizer and you change, poop off your you know, shirt. It's, Actually, it's, you might share that diapers before noon. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. You were there and like my kid flipped out because she got poop on her teddy bear and the teddy bear had to have a bath and I didn't have a backup and it was like a whole thing. And like, right. And that's the thing you might, you might share a shot of the poop shirt because you're like, this is kind of funny. I got poop on my shirt, but you're not, you're not sharing the meltdown that went with it because people will be like, Oh my God. And it's also not really appropriate to like take your phone out at that time because you got a parent. Yeah. Right. So you <laughs> like, your life is terrible right now. Let me film it. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's a lot of real life that happens in there that we're not seeing. And so I think that's Tons. a very cool part of your book. Um, is there a part that you're most excited for people to read? Oh, I don't know. I feel like in some of it, like I'm a bit sassy. Um, Like real life? (laughs) There are some passages that when I initially wrote like the first draft, I was like, this is definitely a first draft and I need to soften it because I sound like old man yells at cloud. Get off my lawn. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, 
but I was like, but the point needs to be made, but I need to find a better way to say it. So I don't look like a crazy person. Um, but yeah, I know there's, I personally have, I guess a favorite part, but I have a feeling it's probably not what most people care about. Um, I talk about black lives matter and I talk about like free Gaza and I talk about influencers dealing with social causes. I'm not there yet. Um, I can't wait to get to that part. That's a big thing for me. Um, I had my own experiences during those, um, issues, shall we say? And so I share those, um, not to say that what I experienced is all that like necessarily salacious. Like I thankfully didn't get canceled or anything like that, but I was just, it's just crazy. And I, I wanted to really share what influencers go through. And I do throw a lot of shade at influencers in those particular chapters. Um, I do throw shade at influencers kind of throughout the book as well, as much as I'm like, Hey, you know, this is a real thing and we need to be taken seriously on the flip side. I'm just like, God, you're dumb. Like it's, it's really hard. Like, you're really honest. We'll say <laughs> I am. I am honest throughout the book. Um, I think it's one of those things that I just, and one of the things I do say in the book, and I've always struggled with this is like, I hate when women play dumb. I hate when they do it because I feel like they tear all of us down with them. It's like, if you all act dumb because you think it's better for engagement, you're doing it for attention. All of the women that have been like trying to have get themselves and other women taken seriously um, for years, serious enough to let us be doctors or vote or do any of those things. And those seem like extreme examples, you know, if you're just acting like a lunatic on Instagram, but you're really like tearing your gender down when you're just like pretending to be dumb. So that's, that's a rule of thumb. I just think across influencers are not like as a mom of daughters, let's just not play that game ever. Uh, it's not a profession I would want my children to go into. Um, yeah, as a, a former competitive cheerleader, that's a sport I won't let my children do either. Um, yeah, there's I've no need. This to my lower back and I've had a couple concussions. So <laughs> people are like, oh, that's why you wrote this book. Um, <laughs> the concussions, I hear it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, as a mom of daughters, it's, yeah. Well, on that <laughs> note, where do we get the book? Okay. So, um, the book is going to be, uh, well, it's on Amazon. Um, you can get it in ebook for Kindle. You can get it in paperback. You can get it in hardcover. Um, you can also get, if you would like a signed personalized copy from me, you'll be able to order those from chasinglikesbook.com. Um, and it's also going to be in EPUB format for Apple books as well. If you're not a Kindle person and you have Apple books for your iPad or what have you. So I'm really excited formats. for you. I'm Thank super you. excited. Thank um, you for encouraging me to do this. No, absolutely. I think we all, all should do the things that scare the pants off us. Sorry, that sounds like an elementary school teacher, but I am. So um, do that thing <laughs> that like that. And I think that you could probably totally relate to this. Like if you're excited about it and it scares the crap out of you, yes. you should probably do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you probably, I can tell by the, your face, you probably feel both those things right now. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I so. do. That's amazing. Okay. You ready for some rapid fire? Yes. Give her. Okay. Let's go. If you could sit down, share some wine, or just have a conversation with one woman living or dead, who are you sitting down with? Michelle Obama. Mm, nice. What is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Pedicure. I like that. That's a good answer. We don't, I don't get that one very often. That's a good answer. I'm overdue. I do, and I sit there and I don't talk to anyone. I like that. I do that when yeah. I get my hair done and well, 
here, not so much because she talks to me, but in Calgary, I had the same hairdresser from when I moved to Calgary at 22 years old until I left at 29. And then when we went back just now for those three years, I went back to the same guy. Um, and he's like, Hey, how are you? Good. And no talking. Love it. Because it was talk. I talk all day teaching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just want to sit here and stare at my phone or read my book or bring my laptop. Let's I'm good. We'll talk for two minutes and then we're going to be done with the talking. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, anyways, that was a tangent favorite book or podcast recommendation. Ooh. Um, one of my favorite books is probably find your extraordinary by Jessica Heron. She's the founder of Stella and dot. And my favorite podcast is uh, the Joe Rogan experience. Say it again. I'm writing it down. Find your extraordinary. Find your extraordinary. It's by Jessica Heron. I like that. I linked to it in several places on my blog because I loved it so much. It's fantastic. Okay. Next one. What does sisterhood mean to you? Ooh, mutual respect. Nice. And what would you, what advice would you give to your 16 year old self? Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) so many options. Um, nothing good happens after midnight. Oh my God. My husband says that all the time. (laughs) That is phenomenal advice. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably have that on a sign, like in this room somewhere that I can just stare at. (laughs) Yeah. I I firmly believe that. Yeah. We have that conversation in my house quite often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, thank you so much. Congratulations on your book. I'm excited. I'm excited that you've done it. I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm excited to share it with everyone who's listening. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.